D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. What's good, Kickback family? It's your boy E.B., and I am here with two of my favorite, 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 I'm going to say it one more time for y'all, favorite people, Sabrina and Sharika, and you listening to some of your favorite people. Now, one of the things, because I think we talked about it last episode, for those of you who listened, if you didn't, go back and listen. You want to know who not break it up? The kickback ain't breaking up. We staying <laughs> together and we still rocking. We ain't on the vibes of the breakfast club. We not, I guess you could say backpedaling statement so we're not doing the moonwalk up out of here um but shout out to angela Yee. you know be to be able to have your own show or mm-hmm. own syndicated radio and podcast or continuing her podcast but shout out to her if i'm not mistaken the first person at our or the first black woman at our heart media to do her thing in that way and shout out to their i guess their owner their ceo whoever had to sit down with her to let her know that they saw something better and greater in her but us three we still rocking and we're going to keep on rocking like that. So if you can't tell by the sound of my voice, my temp check is on a next level. I'll say I'm around the 85 to 90 area um, the vibes. Shout out to the parents and grandparents and the siblings, whoever, the ones that be posting all the lovely pictures of the kids back in school. Like that gives me enough joy it gives me enough joy because that means that these kids ain't on their phones or tablets or in front of screens 24 7 and those snotty nose nappy heads nice outfits are in an institution of learning and i know not all kids go to school and actually learn but a majority of them do and that makes me happy i ain't got no song for y'all this week um and probably won't have one for you next week either so don't be anticipating one for me unless something comes out and i'm like they need to know about this so sabrina sharika how y'all feeling what's the tip like wow eb you just sound so excited for real for real and i'm happy for you it is cute to see the little kitties going back to school um even the little parents whose kids are just going to preschool they'd be ready to post their little babies and celebrate their babies going back to preschool even though i thought well, don't they be always going to the preschool even in the summertime but I, you know what let, i'm not gonna rain on their parade i'm gonna let them be great and post their little babies in their little new school outfit going back to the same preschool they've been going to all summer but you know what it is an exciting time um my temp is mm, i'm gonna go with an 80 i'm only excited because we're in the middle of August. Next month is the birthday month, but also that's when fall begins. And I love the fall season, even though in Florida, we don't get much of fall. I feel like I'm already gearing up for fall season, which is like one of my favorite times of the year. So I'm feeling good just thinking about all the things to come over the next uh, few months. Cause you know, the fall season starts to kick off the holiday season. So I know people are like, oh, I'm not ready to talk about Christmas. I'm not ready to talk about thanksgiving and all that stuff but those are like my favorite times so and we're at the end of summer and i'm ready for the fall so i'm doing good um i don't have a song either this week i was trying to think of one but you know i'm just glad to be alive 
What about you, Sabrina? Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to <laughs> take you. Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Jamaica. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm one week away. Next Tuesday at this time, I will be at Sandals Resort, Montego Bay. And I'm excited because that is where Doug and I had our honeymoon. And when the pandemic finally got to a place where we were comfortable with international travel, and we were like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to go to Paris. Doug has always wanted to go to Peru, but we going back to Jamaica because we're so basic. Every time we thought of where we'd go, he's like, yeah, but the all-inclusive spot, it was everything. So I told him, this is the last time, Doug. We need to branch out. We can't be those people who just do repeat trips when there's a whole world to see. But I'm actually very, very excited. Um, I will say that in the song, they give a shout out to Haiti, which I love Haiti. I've been twice. Beautiful, beautiful island. And he says, Port-au-Prince, I want to catch a glimpse. So I'm like, okay, maybe Doug and I will run it to Haiti. Fondane is my favorite little countryside town. It's giving sunny and 75. And yes, when it says cocktail, and moonlit nights, I'm going to be about that life too. Now, my friends will tell you, anybody who knows me knows I am not a drinker in college. I just, not only because when I was young with my church, I signed a covenant that said I wouldn't, but it's just, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, what's the point? I see drunk people and I feel like I have just as much fun as they do. And I'm not sick the next day. And I remember everything. Plus both sides of my family um, has histories of alcoholism and it's just I don't know the breath be sting it's just not my vibe but at sandals they give free little drinks and I can't wait I will sip something and my husband always laugh at me because I'll sip on something every well I my first drink drink was my honeymoon last time we were there and I said you know what babe I'm gonna run it back I did not like it it didn't taste that great unless it was I forgot oh the purple rain yes so I'm going ahead and saying purple rain those of you who are out there like oh aren't you a uniform no I don't I told Sharika the other day I'm going to become an adherent in my church so they can go ahead and pass me the blazer because I do enjoy the occasional um Gosh, this is how like an F I am when it comes to alcohol. But what are the little things? Oh, the occasional sweet martini. And I can't wait to enjoy my purple rain in Jamaica. So that's how I'm feeling. Can't wait. And I also make this joke with some of my friends. I'm like, I only drink when I'm out of the country alone with my husband. (laughs) That's like like my little line that I said I'll draw. But yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fine. And I I truly can't wait. Trika, what are we talking about today? Before we talk about what we're talking about today, I'm like, I need to to get out because I feel like I'm that person that goes to the same place, even though we really haven't been. Me and my husband really have, like I said before, we haven't been anywhere, but I'm like, oh, y'all been to Haiti? Never. I've never been to Haiti. Never been to Jamaica. I got to get out. And the only thing that sounds like where it is at. The all-inclusive is truly wonderful, but I will say I've been, the only place I've gone to like on my own international trip was 10th grade we've talked about it before my Mm -hmm. history class went to Italy and then I went to Canada with friends and I've traveled the country and our like U.S. Mm -hmm. um, the U.S. uh, with friends and things but really most of my travel came from my old job so Mm -hmm. I don't really count that I mean when I was younger it was fun and exciting um, and not to discredit many of those experiences that were good but there's just a different vibe when you are traveling with those you love and with your friends than with like your coworkers and for work. 
Like I don't even count some of those places because I didn't see them. I just saw mm-hmm. the inside of buildings that I worked at. So Sharika, I can't say I've been that many places when it when I think about it that way, but EV has certainly because he does it for work and he does it for pleasure and you do it the way I want to do it. But I have such a, my husband is such a, I don't know how to describe it. The person who's just like, I know what I like and I want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to break him out of his shell. You're like, this has never led me wrong. And so why try something new? I get why that. Why try something new? I get that. But yeah, I agree. Like I've been a few places, but it's like, what have I done? Because when you're going for work or things like that, the schedule is playing for you and it's usually not for pleasure. You're over there doing business and care and having things done. You get a little afternoon every once in a while, but really you'd be like, you're there to do whatever you came there to do. So I definitely get that. But yeah, you know, life is for the living and I need, I got some living I need to be doing. So uh last week we talked about, we had went to a wedding. We talked about, Sabrina was talking about the wedding she's gone to over the summer. And I know EB has been to a few and has gone to a few more, I'm sure. So I was, I was thinking about that as well as when we were talking about um, the, the most hated guy on the internet and, and y'all heard how heated I got about uh, Charles and Charlotte and, and, and how, you know, I felt like, come on, Charles, you ain't had your wife back. So I was thinking about that, and I also saw this little meme or this little conversation on Instagram. So I started to think about little gripes and little expectations that people have for their spouses or their loved one or their boo or their bae or whatever you want to call them. So I thought, let me bring up a few of them on the podcast and see what my people had to say about them. And of course, we know, you know, we always like you guys to join us in the conversation on the socials. So if you agree with us, let us know. Or if you're like, you know what, Mm-mm, they're tripping, you know, let us know that too. So first one, I when I saw this online. Do you guys feel like you and your spouse have to go to bed at the same time? Do you feel like as a couple, like if we're going, if the one is going to bed, I guess we both going to bed. Oh, our sleep schedules ain't always the same. And most times it's never the same, at least for in my household. So that's a easy um that's a easy no for me. Just because like sometimes I come home from work and I go straight to sleep and other days I wanna stay up to ten to eleven. Some days I'm watching movies or a Netflix series, other days I'm watching sports that goes into the wee hours, especially when I'm watching West Coast basketball. So games that start at ten thirty, they don't finish until one thirty. And she'll probably my wife Judith will usually probably already be knocked out. So, you know, go get your rest. Focus on you. I'm interested to hear what Sabrina's gonna say. What do you say, Sabrina? <laughs> well, I'm interested in what you think I'm gonna say. Well, I'm just it, I'm, I'm asking because a lot of the comments on that post was like a lot of the women were like they wanted to go to bed at the same time. And a lot of the men were like, can I do my own thing though? Yeah, I think in our situation, it would be difficult because I am such a morning person and on the opposite spectrum at night. Like I literally have to take a nap if I know I'm going to be active after 9 p.m. That being said, my husband, he is more of a night person, but because he wakes up at 5.30 for work and at five o'clock a.m. for work on Fridays, like we kind of go to bed around the same time. Um, so I don't really care. I think each of us can kind of take care of ourselves and knows how much sleep we need and we'll act accordingly. That being said, wait, are we allowed to talk about sex up here or we're not doing that? 
You can do whatever you want. <laughs> so, this is a grown. You know, grown we're all married, and do. obviously I won't be crass. But that being said, the only time I can think of in our marriage that I've been annoyed is if he owes me big time. He knows what that phrase means. <laughs> I feel like sex is really important to our relationship, and I don't want to go a certain amount of days without it. But sometimes life does get in the way, and it isn't it isn't something that just naturally happens. Sometimes it has to be planned. And if we have a plan and you know I get tired around nine, then don't come and knocking at like 10 o'clock once I've already shut my eyes. Like, no, you knew what time it was. You didn't show up and now it's your bad. And now we're both sexually frustrated and it is what it is. But <laughs> that is the only time I can think. And that will happen if like he plays video games to like chill out and he can literally play until like midnight. And I truly don't care unless we have an appointment and business to take care of. And in that case, I do care. <laughs> and I will have an attitude. So, yeah, I'm with E.D. Like, uh, you, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, the bonnet is on, it's over. Honestly, I don't care. I can take care of my business with a bonnet. You know, that <laughs> is not the problem. The problem is, like, once you hit a certain sleep cycle, like, you're you're groggy, you're cranky, and... For me, I have, I need a certain alertness so I can be an engaging partner. I feel like it really does take two. And why would either partner want to try to engage in that kind of activity if the other person is not having, if they're super tired? Everybody has their own way. And I, you know, as the (laughs) saying goes, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum, but personally, I want to be like, I want to have my energy and my wits about me. I don't want to be groggy and tired. So that's all I got to say about that. Sharika, what about you? Do y'all got to go to bed at the same time? So, okay. I am. So most of the time, uh, we don't really go to bed, but I would love to. I would love to go to bed at the same time. And um, (laughs) the only time. (laughs) So I would love to. if my husband's going to bed, even if I'm not ready for bed, then I'll just go there because I'm like, well, he's going. I want to go with him. I'd just be like that. He'd be doing his own. He will do his own thing. Every now and then, I'll be if I'm in the bed, I'll be like, come hang out with me over here. But he'll be like, okay, or I'm coming in a bit. But most of the time, he'd be doing his own thing. I'd be doing mine. But in the mornings, when we get up, like... I be I'm like I like to lay around in the bed and I wish he would lay around, but my husband, as soon as them eyes pop up, he is up and out of the bed and he is about his business and doing all the things. And I'd be like, oh, that's annoying. So preferably I would love to, but realistically, it's not happening. But that is like a thing. People like really be upset if their spouse is not ready to go to bed when they're they're like, it's bedtime. Like, come on. And some people don't be about that. Maybe people get upset if the other spouse isn't respectful while they're getting ready for bed. Like if you're already asleep and your spouse mm-hmm. comes in there two hours later and they flip on all the lights or oh, no, they fine. have a blow dryer going or whatever. That is really the only kind of context to me that would make sense of why you might be a little bit annoyed. Otherwise, I mean, you, you have your whole life with them. You got dinner time to catch up. <laughs> Why are we regulating each other's bedtime? Isn't life <laughs> regulated enough? You're not my okay. child. You're my spouse. Don't tell me when to go to bed. Like that would really annoy me, honestly. Yeah. I would look, I I am that person that like if you disturb my sleep, I am pissed. I'm like, I remember when we first got married, like at 
this apartment we were staying at, I, my bed, my where I slept in the bed was near the bathroom, and my husband be like always got to go to the bathroom. And why is the light shining in my face when you're like going to like you go into the bathroom? You need to close the door before you open, turn on the light. In my opinion, like that's how I roll. Like if I I be trying to be the least disturbing possible because I cannot stand it. So I'll go in the bathroom, close the door, then turn like he turn on the light. I'm like, uh uh-uh, we about to be having a problem. But I I politely asked him, can you not do that? And he and he definitely changed that. Okay, next one. Um, so the next thing is I don't have friends. We have friends. Are you those people that's like now once you're married, you're not together? Like you don't have individual friends. I don't have individual friends. Or we all we just now all have a collective friend group. Is that how it is? Eb, what you got to say? Definitely, that's not the case. Um, now there ain't really no beef, but um, people, for example, people who she grew up with, childhood friends that she's still friends with, they're not my friends. Like we can associate, can be cool, or I know them because of their relationship with my wife. But I'm not going around saying, "Oh, that's also my friend." Like she knew her in elementary school. They didn't go to the same middle school. They didn't go to the same high school. They just always been friends. Her high school friends, they've been cool then that doesn't naturally make me their friends. Now, there are some people who are not are mutually friends of both of ours because of either we all came to know each other around the same time or we got connected each other the same way, whether it be through church or social groups or interactions between mutual friends. We'll just say, hey, this person is cool. So we just naturally operated in that space. Or I think of one of our specific friends groups, um, I won't say their name so people on the outside won't get jealous, um, even though that's between them and God, because y'all know how I rock with that. But it's a group of about six to eight of us who all of us are naturally friends. And some of us were friends prior to me and my wife getting together and vice versa. Um, but they just, you know, through our interactions and our gatherings together, whether it be um, vacations, weddings, events, spending time with each other, they become friends on their own. But no, just because they're her friends definitely don't mean they're my friends. Because there's some of her friends who will never be my friend. Um, And not in a bad way. It's just there would be no reason for us to be friends. We wouldn't be able to... We don't have common interests to be friends. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. What about going forward? Can she make new friends without you? Of course. Like, she got... She'll have... Like, she'll work at places where she'll meet people... She'll go places where she'll connect with people. Like when her and her friends go out and they hang out with people, they hang out with other people. I'm assuming they will make friends. Like, but I don't have to be with her for her to make friends. I'm dang sure gonna make friends. Like I'll be in places or spaces where I'll have people who she wouldn't be around, whether it be work trips and I meet new people, whether I go on vacation when it's just a guy's trip. I'll come across people who she'll never come across. Like, you know, I know. Sabrina said she's at an all-inclusive, so she won't never have to worry about it. But if you ever, anybody else who's listening, if you ever go to Jamaica, I got a driver for the low by the name of Michael. Um, he may or may not enjoy smoking in his vehicle, but he will get you everywhere safely and in a quick manner. He also travels with a lovely firearm to keep all parties safe. And he knows the places to be at at certain times, and he knows the places to not be at at certain times. Um, so, um, I doubt Michael listens to the podcast, but if you do, shout out to Michael in Jamaica, um, in the lovely little nine, ten. I think we made it fourteen people in that little, that little small little minivan. Um, but that's a friend that she probably won't ever meet unless we go to Jamaica. But he was solid, and we still rap with each other on WhatsApp. So he my guy. 
And we got connected by one of my other cousins who went to Jamaica before and got connected with him. And now on, you know, several trips after that, me and him got connected. But yes, we can make friends without each other. Sabrina, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm wondering where these questions are going because they're stressing me out. I'm like, red flag. He got people controlling when people go to bed, controlling who they can be friends with. I'm like, yikes. It's the internet, girl. That's, you can find it out. You can find the people on the internet. These are things that people really be feeling. A lot of people feel like you don't have any friends anymore. It's either we or no friends for you. Even when you said that, my heart skipped a beat because it was just like, uh, it's just such an unhealthy mindset to me. And I feel like it maybe comes from an insecurity. Mm -hmm. I don't know all those people's situations, but I can't think of a reason why I would go to somebody that I love and trust in. Well, maybe we're not talking about married. Well, I'm going to talk about married relationships because mm -hmm. that's what I am. Why would I commit my life with someone that I wouldn't trust that they can decide when they can go to bed or who they can be friends with? Like, I just can't even imagine. I just can't. I will say so this is, I was going to say one, this is one of the things that I saw in there. They're saying that, Life is busy enough. You, your, my spouse is going to work and now they have, so basically they're like, they don't, why should they make time for other things when we're already busy and I don't hardly ever see them anyway. That Once again, to me, that sounds like it's coming from this place of an insecurity that your spouse won't make enough time for you. And that's a whole, I'm like, you guys, you people, if you're listening, therapy is good for everybody anyway. I feel like everybody should just have a therapist. But if this is your mindset, go ahead and go to therapy and talk it out and see like the root of these desires or demands that you have. Because maybe it comes from a healthy place that I can't think of, but I'm thinking not so much. Um, So yeah, there's the answer to my questions. Of course, it's okay to have friends. As EB shared, I have some friends that I've had long before that. I mean, two of the guys in my wedding, AJ, who was on the pod, we've been friends since eighth grade. AJ's basically family at this point. I'm always going to rock with AJ. My friend Patrick, you know, I have, and I have friends that are female as well that I'm always going to be friends with. And Doug has other friends and we're married, but we are not the same person. Mm -hmm. There are things that I enjoy about, there's a way that I light up and kiki with Patrick that I will never do with Doug and I don't expect to. <laughs> so, and I'm sure Doug, some of his gaming buddies, Literally, he's been friends with them 11 years. I don't know them. Honestly, I have no desire to know them, but I'm glad he has that little space in his life fulfilled. You know, I can't fill that hole and I don't want to. So I'm like, let people have their friends and you have your trust in your partner or just don't marry them. How about that? Sounds like a plan to me. I agree. There's people I've known forever. There's people like, that I think, like EB said, my husband will have no interest in being friends with. No shade to them. It's just like they don't have common interests, as EB said. And it's just like they don't really have, like, if there's a thing, a birthday party or something, they may see each other there. But it's more, hey, how you doing? And that's pretty much it. So we do have separate friends. But I think most of the friends that we are around are common friends. But we do still have our own friends that are outside of our relationship uh number three can can i answer for we i'm gonna go quick on this one 
<clears throat> just because I can have a long-winded response. But for the quick version, yes and no. Yes, because some certain things, and I say certain things, it's a decent amount of things that my wife knows about me and knows mm-hmm. what I like and what I don't like. Um, but then there are certain things it's like, that probably would have been cool. Like, for example, when we're doing outings, and I say outings, if it's a vacation trip, if it's a, a show that somebody's going to be in, if it's a concert, if it's a sporting event, those are kind of like automatic yeses a majority of times. And then I say no, because sometimes because of the surprises that I have, um, she may book something like we might double book each other and it's mm. like, Ooh, we probably should have talked about that. And that's why, that's the reason why I say no. And then it's sometimes where I just don't rock with it. I know I said this in a past pod, but you rarely will see my wife and I double date with just any and everybody, just because some relationships don't last. Um, I prefer <laughs> double dating, not I saying people don't get divorces, but if I do double date, um, I prefer dating married couples or people in real deal, serious relationships. Now, when I say that, those of you who are boyfriend and girlfriend, that's not saying me and my wife won't go out with you. I just don't want you to waste my time. Because usually we like, and I say we like, we enjoy picking up bills or picking up tabs on certain things. So I don't want to pay for two people who about to argue when they get back in the car and then not even going to be together in a couple months or so. That's going to hurt my bank account. Not really, but figuratively speaking, that's going to hurt my bank account. So that's what I would say. And then since this podcast won't come out until after the event, like this Thursday, for example, if my wife would have booked something for this Thursday to 18, well, she sh- she doesn't know that she's going on it. Um, it would have messed us up. But um, she loves the 85 South show. She loves DC Young Flying Carlos Miller. Miller. So I have us, because um, I like them too, but she enjoys them, I would say, t- t- a tad bit more. But I got us front row seats to go see them in Orlando this Thursday. So like, you know, front row, like, well, we can stretch our hands out and touch the stage. And so if she would have said yes to something else, then that would have messed us up. Then I would have had to come back and say, no, we can't do that because we got something more important to do. So yeah, that's my yes and no. Oh, I do like, I love DC Young Fly. That's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time and a hot mess as well. Sabrina. I don't know who that is, but I appreciate Evie's efforts. It just gives me joy to see him do things like this for his wife. Yes, for the surprises. Um, I agree with Evie in that situations just dictate if there are things that we've already discussed or things that I just know, of course, usually I'm going to say I don't answer for we if it's something where, you know, his free will will come in. So if someone's like, hey, do you guys want to do this thing on a Saturday? I'm not just going to say yes if I want to do it. I will check with him because even if he wants to do nothing but video game or just rest, like he has that right. And I'm not going to just pressure him because I want to. But I'm also very much the person who, even before I was married, I will go to a restaurant by myself. I'll go to the movies by myself. I'm totally fine doing whatever I want to do, even if I do it alone. Uh, I am, uh, for the most part, well, my husband is definitely, uh, I don't answer for we, I have to talk to my wife and I am definitely, I'm always, my husband be always mad because I always be answering for we, I won't say always, I'm trying to get better, but I'll be like, sure. And he'd be like, even though, cause I'm like, you're going to be like, yes, sir. And then sometimes he don't, but most of the time he'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, duh, that's why I said yes for us. But I got to get better because he'd be mad. He'd be like, girl, don't answer for me. Just ask me. But why? You're just going to say yes anyway. But anyways, I'm trying to be better at it. But I am be. I need to be a little bit more like Sabrina. Be like, I need to check with my husband. But that's also the people pleaser in me. Anyway, back to the... Uh, so another question. 
Uh, oh, do you feel like there's like household wise or do you feel like there's men work, men's work or women's work household wise? I would say there is men's work and women's work if that house have decided that. Um, and I say that because I grew up in a house where both of my parents work, both of my parents cook, both of my parents clean, both of my parents made stuff happen, both of my parents fixed things, broke things, all that good stuff. Like in my house, my wife is a way better cook than me. So it's going to be rare that you're going to find me ever cooking. Now, can I survive? Absolutely. I lived on my own for eight years before, um, get or nine years, I guess, before getting married. So I can definitely survive. I can make things happen. But cooking is not my forte. It's not my specialty. But one of the ways I try to balance that or to have some form of equality with my wife is while she's cooking, I'm cleaning. Like I'm cleaning dishes just so she's not having that burden of doing all the cooking and the cleaning. Now, sometimes she kicked me out and she's just like, just get out of the kitchen, get out my space. And then I'm like, forget you too then. Like hurry up with the food, you know, just to be myself um, in that moment. But most times it's me or us balancing what what one or the other does. But I think God has um, created all of us for specific purposes and he designed us uniquely within his image. And I think people have to just figure out what works for them. I know some people feel like, you know, one person goes to work and the other person stays at home and cook clean and do all of those things. And it's like, that's not reality. Like you have to do what's best for you. Stop letting, um, I think even one of the clips I've even seen during some of this male and female roles is stop letting this Western hemisphere or this white supremacy complex dictate how you respond in life to certain things. Like you have to figure out what works um, for you or what works for within your household. I agree. In my household, I don't really, we don't really have men and women jobs. We be doing all the things. And oddly enough, my husband's a way better cook than me. I can cook, but I'm like very basic and I'm like, I need a little recipe or something. Sometimes I can make things up, but it's usually not that great when I try to be creative. But my husband is very creative and he is really good at like figuring things out. But we both take turns. But and then, but low key though, the trash though, I'd be like, mm, he, I do take it out very rarely, but most of the time he takes the trash out. But I, I, that's probably like the only thing I'd be like, mm, I don't be feeling like taking the trash out, but my husband mainly does it, but I will do it every now and then. Maybe I need to step my trash taking out, but for the most part, we share all the duties. We'd be doing all the things. I think you guys have nailed it. It really comes down to what you guys have discussed and are comfortable with. So that's how I feel about it. And then outside of my relationship, um, no, I don't think there are really man, like this is what a man should do. This is what Mm -hmm. a woman should do. Because when I lived alone, guess who was taking out the trash? And the same little legs I can walk around my house can fish (laughs) a lawnmower. Um, It just so happens in my house that I actually really love to wash the dishes and I love to wash them by hand. This was an adjustment for my husband because he's used to using his dishwasher, but we haven't ran that thing in like three years because I don't use a dishwasher. I feel like washing the dishes makes my hands really soft. And growing up, my mom had this little thing, this poem in front of the dishes that said, thank God for dirty dishes. They have a tail to tail while others are going hungry. We're eating very well. So every time I'm washing dishes, I just have like such gratitude. For the fact that I have dishes to wash. It's like another just little moment for me. Now, 
I don't expect Doug to wash them. I like to wash them, you know, so that, mm-hmm. that just happens to be what I do. He loves to do yard work. I particularly don't love to do yard work. So some of those things just fell to us naturally that if Doug ever hurt his foot or was like, hey, I'm tired. I don't feel like mowing. Can you mow? I wouldn't be like, that's your job. You know, it's like, uh, no, am I being fake? Would I? No, our <laughs> yard is small. I feel like I might talk a little trash, but I would do it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would still do it. <laughs> Thank God we don't have that long care right now where we, we live. But I was thinking low key, if that was on the table, I don't know. I would be like, uh, do I have to? And that's fair. Totally fair. All right, guys, I have two more questions and then we'll be moving on. Do you feel as though if you have beef with somebody, is it automatic that your spouse has to have beef with them too? Or can they be cool with them if you have beef with somebody? So for me, I think it depends on what the beef is. Um, and I know some people are going to be like, nah, EB, you tripping. Like if your wife beefing with her, you better be beefing with her too. My wife might be beefing with her because she got snatched on in traffic. Like somebody snatched on you and now you up in arms about what this person did. Or it might be something that you've been holding on a grudge to since middle school because she said X, Y, Z, or he said this, that, and the third. Now, if it's something serious, um, then of course, and I know people might be like, well, what would you deem serious? Like if it was for me, at least specifically, if somebody ever called my wife out of their name, that's going to be an issue probably for a long time. Yes. I know all my lovely church folks, we should be forgiven and loving and all that, but I don't have to be a friend with you to love you. Um, Just always remember that I can love you from a distance. I can love you from afar, but I don't necessarily have to be your friend. Now there are some issues that are extremely petty that I'm just like, no, we're not. We don't have a problem with them. You have a problem. Or it might even be something as simple as you're actually wrong in this case. And that's what sometimes people need to work out within their own relationships or within their own friendships, whether it be you and your significant other, you and your spouse or you and your friends. Sometimes your friend or the person that you're closest to, they're wrong and you have to let them know they're wrong. Accountability. That's the word of the week. Accountability. Let that be the word. So if my right, if my right. If my wife is wrong in a certain situation, I'll be sure to do my best to hold her accountable and let her know that she's wrong and that there is no we in this moment because I can't support or encourage this type of behavior or attitude from you. Um, And then it'll just be something that we discuss later. Now, there are some moments where it's like, you know, forget everybody. like, And that's what type of vibe we own. And that's how we gonna rock it. But I don't really have that. If people, people who know me, I try to live my life with no beef for any and everybody. And you'll see why, um, cause I'll expound on that later. But the way that the world is and how crazy and chaotic the world is, like, I trust me, I don't have beef with anybody. I'll talk to you in person when we see each other. We'll have our disagreements. Um, as long as you don't put your hands on me, I likely won't put my hands on you. Or as long as you don't get in my space where I can put my hands on you, then, you know, that's where we'll be at. But I, I don't have no beef. I love everybody. Um, peace, love, and happiness, people. But yeah, it ain't no we unless the reason or the situation deems it necessary to be a we situation. How about you, Sabrina? <laughs> I love that journey for you, Evie. Unlike Evie, I have several beasts with several people. But the thing is, all these people know I'm not somebody who holds on to something and doesn't try to look for a resolution. 
I will, as EB does each episode, expound on it, you know, preferably face to face. Uh, very rare through like a text or a DM because I want like my full meaning and energy to be heard. In some cases, it's been an email, usually face to face. But then after that, it's like the title of our episode a couple of episodes ago. Sorry, Miss Jackson, doesn't he say, uh, let bygones be bygones, bygones and you and can get so the hell on? So on. Yeah, so that's very much my vibe. Like, I'm going to say my piece, and then I'm going to have peace. I'll even listen to your piece, but you're not always going to agree um, and, like, agree on what the resolution should be, but we can move forward in different directions as Christians. I don't think because I'm a Christian I have to, you know, reply to your DMs or whatever else the case may be after the fact. Like, let's just go our separate ways. Um, but because of that and me knowing myself, I just agree once again. This is one of those problematic questions. Like, no, I don't have to be mad at everything you have to be mad at. In that case, I could have married myself and God forbid. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I'm not married to myself. You're your own individual and together we are stronger as people. Like Evie talked about accountability and golly, the things that Doug gets upset, it is very rare. I don't think I've ever heard him have a grievance against a person. He's just, he's just not wired that way. He has grievances against like objects and things that we've already discussed on the podcast. But if Doug was mad at everything, I'd be mad at, we'd be mad all the time. (laughs) And we've had too many people to be frustrated with, you know, a lot of times I need to work those things out on my own. And, um, he shows me that part of God that really can put sea in the forgiveness put things in the sea of forgetfulness and just have like this overwhelming love and understanding for people. And I show him the part that's like, no, there needs to be justice done. People need to be held accountable. If so-and-so does this really effed up thing, I'm going to call them on it and then I'm done with them. So we have a beautiful balance in between. (laughs) Sharika, how do you feel? about I'm, the, I'm that problematic we, one that's me. no well, uh, wait <laughs> let me say and this is what I said when you and I were going back and forth about it um like Evie said too the situation does dictate mm-hmm. there are some things that it's very much like okay Sabrina that's on you you can ride that out into the sunset if you want to and the same thing with Doug I'm like okay Doug that's on you <laughs> whatever but there are other things that it will be very clear like if the beef is so- something that is purposely trying to tear me down or harm me and you don't have a problem with that then I'm like wait so where do, where does your love and respect for me lie if you're okay with this person who's clearly showing like an egregious way of you know anti-love and respect for me like we can't be supporting that um so I see where you may be coming from but situation <laughs> can dictate take it away Sharika I agree I would say for me, for my husband, he's like you're saying, like Doug and like an EB. My husband, I I don't know who he has a grievance. Like he is really low key. So I'm if he does ever have a grievance with somebody, I don't know who or what, but I'm on his side. Because if you didn't took it to the level where my husband now has a grievance with you, I got a grievance with you. That I'm that, but also actually there was one person and my husband like really barely ever talked about the, that person doing wrong to him. But 
I, I still, I still looking at that person sideways and I let it slide a little bit because my husband let it slide and he didn't take it that serious. But if he would have turned up, I'd have been turning up right there with him. But yeah, for the most part, because I know that my husband is reasonable and rational and he doesn't really get turned up on things like that. I'm like, okay, I take his lead. But if he's leading that we're down the road of we're turning all the way up, I'm, I'm joining him. No questions asked. But for me, I'm a little bit more ridiculous. I, I, so I don't expect that my husband follow my ridiculousness because sometimes I am ridiculous and I know that. And, and part of me being, part of me feeling the freedom to be a little ridiculous is because I know my husband is not going to be following my ridiculousness. So it is, is that balance. I'd be like, I could put a little extra sauce on it because I'm like, he's, he's just going to be like, girl, you're acting ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But if I knew he was like one of those guys that are like, Oh, we turning up? Then I'll be like, dang, I can't do it because now we'll be I will be leading us into trouble. So for myself, I am okay that my husband does not um is not always mad at the things I'm mad at. But sometimes I do be mad that he don't be mad with me. But I get it, you know, he's his own person and he's just uh, obviously a way different temperament than me. So I can understand it. You know, I'll just let him be. I let him do his own thing, but I, I'm ready for. I'm ready for any moment. My husband's like, "Oh, we, it's 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 time. It's go time." I'm like, "Okay, well, let's go. We're going." But for me, I'm like, I like to be talked down. So I like that my husband's peaceable, and you know, and he and he has a good head on his shoulder, so it doesn't get us into trouble. So I think we've answered this last one that I was going to ask. And, and, uh, basically, um, EB kind of talked about it. Like if you're, if your spouse is wrong, are you, are you, are you joining the wrong or are you be like, no, you know what? We're not doing this. That's your, you're wrong, dear. Or, or are you like, you know what? We're going to be loud and wrong together. And I'll tell you later. Which one are you, EB? I know you shared it a little bit, but are you going to be loud well, and definitely- wrong? I'm definitely not gonna be loud and wrong. That's super dead. People who know me, I'm going like, and I'm not saying we sit here and have open disagreements in person, me and my wife, mm-hmm. but y'all know me. Like I'm gonna stay on the side of right at least, at least nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because sometimes I'm mistaken, and sometimes I'm either misinformed or sometimes I just make a wrong judgment cause, and then on the back end, I'll see that I was wrong. And most times, I'll admit it publicly. If it was something that happened publicly, if not, I'll just have that conversation with one of those individuals that it may have Im- impacted or influenced in some way, shape, or form and say, hey, that thing that I told you or the thing that I said, I saw that I was actually wrong. Um, hopefully, you understand that and you can share that with whomever or however. So we definitely not going to be loud and wrong. If you know me, I don't even like being loud and wrong by myself. So definitely not going to be loud and wrong with somebody else. That just ain't going to happen. I'll be loud and right all day, though. Very much true. And also, Judith would never be loud and wrong either. So that relationship kind of works itself out. Uh, yeah, no. If he's wrong, he's wrong on his own and vice versa. I do want to give myself some credit, though, because I think in some circles, what I describe, people would be like, oh, she's a hothead. And it's like, no, I'm the person who, when nobody else is willing to, will call people out on their BS. Young, old, doesn't matter. Rank, you're my boss. You're my parent. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to call it out. And it's really going to, I just have such, like, the way God wired me is like, I'm, I just have such an intolerance for, for BS. Um, and, like lack of accountability 
and all of that jazz. So I will say in certain situations where Doug has been loud and well, he wasn't wrong, but the way he was reacting in the situation probably wasn't the best choice in public. I was the opposite, but when we got in the car, I was like, absolutely, babe, that's right. You turn up for this, <laughs> either for this situation. But that's because, you know, also like the way we navigate the world is different. You're talking about mm-hmm. a white man who's in a weed store in front of a cop yelling at everybody, cussing at people, telling them what he's going to do with lawyers and me. Like the reactions, literally no one was like reacting in the way. I truly believe they would have reacted had it been me. That in that Mm. case, the store had wronged me and he was coming to my defense and I was, I was loving it low key. So yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, I think for like you were saying with being Jews, like my husband's rarely ever going hard for anything that he is. He's rarely going hard for anything, whether he knows it or not. He's just more laid back low key. So. Um, if he was really adamant about something and I'm like, uh, that's not, well, I, I think we have the type of relationship and my husband is the type of person that is like confident and does, and, and is not, um, not insecure. So if I was like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, even if it was like, in a like, I don't really see us having this situation outside of like friends, you know, a debate or something, but. If he was like really adamant about something and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't agree with that. I would feel comfortable being like, yeah, I don't agree with that. Um, or I dis, or I don't think that's right. But that would be very rare that I can see that happening. But yeah, I, I'm not going to join in and be loud and wrong with him. And he's definitely not doing that with me. He would be like, girl, uh, uh-uh. uh. Mm-mm, we're not doing that. I remember when I was at, when I was a teenager, we were working at camp. And me and this guy were getting into it. And he was like, if you don't, girl, you sit down. Like, you about to have both of us be in a fight. And I'm just like, because he's like, the guy is way bigger than me. He's like standing over top of me, like pointing down. We're arguing and I'm fussing and fighting. And I really was ready to fight that guy. I was ready to be in a fight with that guy. And Alan was like, if you don't sit down, like, I don't know if he would have jumped in. Fight. I guess if the guy tried to hit me, he probably would have. But he was like, girl, like, be quiet and sit down. And I was just like, really? You ain't got my back. But also I was, you know, like I said, I have a tendency to be ridiculous sometimes. So, and that was one of those moments, but he was not with the foolishness. He was like, if you don't calm down, it is not that serious. And he was right. So I say these to you, this to you young people out there, you know what, when you're getting into these relationships, check your, you know, whether you're mature enough, check the maturity of the person you're getting in the relationship with, you know, don't be following these people on social media, because these are things that I got off of social media, and they will have you led astray. So uh, do not follow the social medias, uh, get with real good friends. And if even if you and if you can get with a counselor, even better, but get yourself sorted out before you get in a relationship having these unrealistic expectations for your partner, because it will not possibly it probably won't end very well <laughs> i don't know sharika sometimes breakups can be a very well situation <laughs> you right about that <laughs> <laughs> okay so for our quote today um this comes from love to know a great website and this quote says good relationships are no accident they are a work of joy i'm going to say the last part again they are a work 
of joy. Healthy, strong relationships, it takes work. And it doesn't take work from one person. It doesn't take work on one day or like before you were dating. It takes work for the rest of your life. Now, it can be joyful work if you are wise about it, going into it and you're willing to do it. Like we were at a dinner one night and Sharika was there and we were with a couple of married couples and we were debating this concept of, well, do relationships take work or not? And I was like, well, it's not hard work because for me, it doesn't feel hard. I love him. I went into it knowing it would take work. So it seems easy, but there is debate about if it's hard or easy. Either way, it takes work. Make sure when you're choosing that person, especially your forever person, it's somebody that you're willing to put the work in with. If they're going to do one thing or two things or have a personality quirk that you're just not going to want to work with, then probably not the one, unless you want to be married a lot, a lot of times. <laughs> All right, Evie, what are you expounding on today? So I am expounding on three quick things, actually four now, um, after what you have shared with us. So I remember telling somebody who actually just recently got married, I said, you probably have heard people say that not every marriage is perfect. And I say, I every time I hear that, I don't know why, but I just cringe because I'm like, well, if I love God and I'm loving my wife, then what else is there to do? Now, will there be some mistakes? Will there be some disagreements where they might even be some arguments? But like that, like that doesn't cause for imperfection. That just cause for arguments and disagreements and frustration at times. But the love is still there. So when people say that, I'm just like, let that noise just die out. And as long as you're loving God and you loving your wife, then there's nothing better than um, that marriage. So I agree with you, um, Sabrina, with just saying like, that's not really hard work. It's just, we, we grinding at it. Now, when you're trying to compare what you got to somebody else, or you're trying to do everything else that other people doing, then that's when it becomes a task for you. Cause when you're not doing it, then you just feel like you're failing for whatever reasons. And then it might feel like work. So just love your spouse and keep on grounding. So the three quick things that I am um, just sharing with you guys, and I won't expound too much on any or all of them, but there is some things just for you to know, because you probably don't know about it. But the one and the only Nipsey Hussle finally got his Hollywood star um, on what would have been his 37th birthday. If you don't know who Nipsey Hussle is, then you can go do your own research and know who he is, because I'm not going to give you a history lesson on the great um, Nipsey Hussle. So shout out to him. Um even though he's no longer physically here with us, but he still continues to make an impact all throughout the music world and especially in his home state of California. So for him to get a star on the Walk of Fame, um, that's dope. And shout out to his sister, his grandma, his fiance at the time, of course, Lauren London, and those who are close to him to be able to be there for that situation. Um, another one, the NBA, the National Basketball Association. You know, sometimes people just say certain words, but they don't always live up to it or they don't match those words with their actions. So um, in past years, you may have seen or heard how the NBA in some of their arenas where there were no games, they would use that as a place for people to register to vote, where they used it even as polling locations for their arenas, or even just a place for people to convene at and meet and then get shuttled to their local or respective shuttle, um, I guess you could say, or voting booths. But this year, um, to encourage fans and all players and staff and personnel to vote, the NBA won't hold any games on election day this year and possibly even moving forward. So this year on the lovely election, for those of you who don't know it, and I know we're going to probably be talking about it in coming months, but November the 8th is election day for the 2022 midterms. Um, and 
they just going to say, hey, we're not going to have no games on this day for y'all to get out and vote. So for those of you who love basketball, you love sports, just know that Tuesday night you won't be watching no game. Hopefully you will be doing your civil duty and voting. And for those of you who can't vote, yeah, it sucks. Um, just pray for our elections, I guess. And then the last and final thing that I'm expounding on, and I said it earlier, of like how everybody don't play the same. And sometimes that's why you don't have beef with certain people. Now, I know it's some people who ain't living their life, so you can't beef with them from now until the end of time and nothing going to happen to you. But a teenager um, in the lovely state of, you guessed it, Texas, 17 years old, is charged with murdering a woman 52 years old as she visited her son's grave on what would have been his 22nd birthday as her ex-husband calls for the death penalty for this young man. Now, this kid who killed the mom or this teenager who killed the mom is also the one who allegedly killed her son. So not only did he took it as to the extreme of like, I already off you and hopefully the beef is done. Now he killed the mama on her just chilling at his grave site on what would have been his 22nd birthday. And I say kid because he's only 17 years old. And it's like, one, I don't know what possesses somebody to have that much hate or malice or hostility or evil or demon possessed, whatever you want to call it, inside of them to kill another human being. But whatever beef him and the other kid had, he felt like that it need it caused for that re- or whatever beef they had, it caused for that reaction. But to kill his mom, like at the graveyard, like what, like at the cemetery, like what do you get out of that? And that's one of the reasons you probably won't see me going back and forth with people just because the way that guns are just so readily available in our society and the way that people of all ages, all demographics, all cultural norms, whatever, like just sense just seems to be out the window. Like people just literally don't care. And um, I guess you can say the lack thereof or concern for other human beings seem to be non-existent. And it always has been that way. So I don't think it's just 2022 because don't forget, people, we had slavery, we had genocides, we had lynchings, we had all types of stuff. So this ain't nothing new. People just always been crazy. Um, but it's just wild. And the best way possible, I just try to love everybody and stay out of people's way. And I know sometimes the people who stay out of people's way also get caught up in the mixed fire. So my words of wisdom to you guys is um, do what you can in this world to leave some form of a legacy where people can remember you by. Um, That's from the expounding of Nipsey. Make sure you tap into your midterms election and do what you can as far as your civil, civil service and voting. And then last but not least, if the beef seems to be real serious, just know it ain't that serious. My word for the rest of this year or my phrase for the rest of this year is it ain't that deep. Um, I don't know what it is for you, but trust me. It ain't that deep. Live a good life and be the best influence that you can on other people. And for those of you who are okay with firearms, stay strapped and be safe because these streets don't care nothing about you. That's all I got. Any final words for the people, Sharika, Sabrina? Wow. That that story is wild. I, I had yeah. not heard it before, but that's wild. And I, I just want to know, why is he out? I just... So, I, He's he's I think they got they finally got arrested him now and then charged him. But when he he was still on the run um, mm. from the time he killed from the time he killed the the son. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, this world is crazy and people are crazy. Um, And that's a very sad, sad story. Um, um, Do you all have any recommendations today before we go before we head out? What are you all recommending? 
I have a recommendation, um, and I know it won't be for everybody just because of the, and I say flashback, but just the different stuff that I've seen in this film. But there is um, just, a, I like it, but a solid Netflix series, or I guess a series, because like six, I think six episodes, really quick and short, like 30, 35 minutes or so, but it's called Keep Breathing. Um, it's about a young lady who gets in a plane crash with two other people, and then she got to use her lovely childhood memories of mom, dad, what seems to be Girl Scouts, because I don't think I ever said it in the show, survival skills to make it out alive. So keep breathing on Netflix. That's what I got for the people. Um, okay, that sounds like a, I am looking for a few Netflix things to watch. Um, and I also have a Netflix, it's a romantic movie called Wedding Season. So that's my, uh, recommend for you guys. That sounds very feel good. You know me, I can't, you know, (laughs) you know me. (laughs) Yeah, those are pretty strong. Um, I'm actually recommending a financial literacy program called Of Color. It's a startup with a mission to improve the financial lives of employees of color. So this is a Black-owned company that collaborates with employers who are committed to empowering workers of colors and and specifically, like, building wealth. They really want to tackle the racial wealth gap on the head by distributing like financial literacy tools and coaching and that sort of thing um, through different platforms. So I love that. This is an, a, an opportunity I've had through my employment, which I just think is beautiful. They have a whole library full of culturally relevant written and video content that drives financial literacy and just a community to connect with. So yes, this is a recommended checkout of color, especially Especially if you're a business owner or you have power, uh, cough, cough, Sharika, in your um, employment community to set something like this to partner with Of Color for mm. your workplace. Um, and I just want to give them a shout out, too. So it's a recommend and it's a shout out. Thank you for what you're doing, Of Color. That's all we got for you. Hopefully you dive into those recommends and you apply them um, for your life. And you already know what it is. I got a quote for y'all to close out today outside of our normal closing, but the most serious failure, the most serious failure of leadership is the failure to foresee. So if you see something about to happen, it's a good chance that it's about to happen. And you might want to run before you get a chance if you can't fix the issue. So as always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back until next time.